Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't you say tires? Vive Clucot. It's the same thing. Just say tires. Uh, Where do we pick up from? Hi, Uh, everyone. You're listening to the Sinner and the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. The Sinner and the Saint. A shadowy flight into the dangerous world of men who do not exist. Luke Anderson, a young loner on a crusade to champion the cause of the innocent, the helpless, the powerless, and men 25 to 54 with a median household income of $78,000 per year. Now, there is one exception to that. No one cares. Shh, watch your mouth. Will Darkens, a disappointing Oregon State fullback with a receding hairline, desperately trying to hold on to the past. Don't mind that I'm just kind of sitting there looking in his yeah. face. Yeah, exactly. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show, powered by Frostbrood Coors Light. A brilliant, imaginative, unrestrained exercise or display. On 1080, The Fan. All right, we're officially into hour two. If you missed any part of hour one, you can go to uh, the... Have you been to the internet? Uh, yeah, I, I frequent it regularly. So go to the internet and type in 1080thefan.com. Look for the Les Schwab Tires podcast. It is under the on-demand button, and you can hear hour one. In the first hour, we got to uh, what is called uh, the NFL playoffs. But we didn't got, did not get much farther than uh, the game that we're both most excited about, which is the Rams-Falcons game. My Rams. Your Rams, uh, you are now holding a baton and helping others onto the bandwagon because you are officially there, buddy. Well, I've been a longtime fan for about <sighs> three weeks. month? Yeah. About a yeah, month. Yeah, about a month. So. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty jacked about it, and I'm also pretty worried that Greg Zerline's out. Oof. Speaking of jacked. You're not going to do that, are you? What? Speaking of jacked, let's talk about the Jags. Oh, no, I wasn't going to do that. Oh. Any of these other games get you excited? So, so we we've mentioned it, but you've got a lot of new playoff teams this year. Yes, especially this week. The only teams that were in the playoffs last year did not play on Wild Card Weekend, uh, and that's the Falcons and the Chiefs. They both had buys last week, so or last year. So the other three games outside of the Rams Falcons, you've got the Bills Jaguars, Panthers Saints, and then today's other game, the Chiefs. And Titans. There is nothing I'm more unexcited for than Chiefs-Titans. There's no (laughs) intrigue to this game. Both of these teams, even if any of them advance, well, one of them has to advance, 
<laughs> by I default. Guess. By I guess. default. There's no way in hell any of them are getting past the divisional round. Um, the Chiefs don't intrigue you a little bit. The Chiefs were the best team in football through five weeks of the season. Then they lost six out of seven, and then they finished on a four-game win streak. Only thing that intrigues me with the Chiefs is who's starting. Is it, is it Mahomes or Smith? I it's, think it's, it's Alex, Alex Smith. Smith. But is there a point where they pull Smith during a playoff game and go, hey, here's Mahomes? That's not very Andy Reid-like, but, I mean, in playoff I, situations, you got to get desperate, right? You'd have to be down 30, right? Really? I mean, would you? I don't know. I mean, I, I, no, Andy I, Reid's essentially coaching for his job. I kind of think that if he can't even win this wild card game, I think he's on the really hot seat. Do you really think so? They're yes. a 10-win season. They did it in a very unconventional manner, as I mentioned, with the six, losing six out of seven. But they do this constantly. They always just kind of get in, and they always look like a really good regular season team. This year, a little bit different. They had kind of an influx type of year, but th this is the Chiefs. They do this. They look good in the regular season, and then they're vanilla in the playoffs. But they've got they've got Kareem Hunt. They've got Tyreek Hill, who was a rookie last year. Kareem Hunt, a rookie this year. They've got Travis Kelsey. They've got weapons. Yeah. And Alex Smith has had his best year as a Chief. I mean, as far as you know, except he got benched. Wait, did he get benched or did he get sat because they could not advance their position last week? It's very I kind of think he got benched. That's a stupid thing to think. The Chiefs were one of those teams. They were stuck in the four spot. They already won their division. They couldn't move up. They couldn't move down. I don't think he got benched. I don't know. The view could be different from the Rams bandwagon. I don't know. But I don't feel like that was a benching. Alex Jared Smith Goff got benched last week. Yes. He couldn't believe that. He totally did. I was kind of stoked because Mannion got in, but... <laughs> After all, after all that, all the, the, the great things he's done, all the strides they made. Do you think Mannion's going to start the playoff game? He could. You're an idiot. I think we could stir that pot. Okay. So you're least excited about chiefs Titans. I can see that, but I think the chiefs, I think they can show something and I'm pretty wet noodle about this game. I'm not going to lie to you. That's fine. Moving on to the other two games. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the Marcus Mariota thing, is he going to get hurt? Cause they're going to stroll him out. Injured. He's not going to play well. Yeah, I, I don't even know if you play him, honestly. Ooh. I don't know. Is man. Jake you, Locker still there? Well, think about it. You throw Mariota out there, and if he gets another one of those kind of injuries where he's tearing something, I mean, how much of a how much useful is he to you if he has another season in, ending injury for uh, at this game? Like, really, what if you go into next season where he's torn uh, something and then you lose him for like eight games? Don't like, know, but I refuse to have the conversation about I'm worried about my football players getting hurt, so I'm not going to let them play football. That's a stupid conversation. So out of the other two games, which one are you least excited about between the other AFC game, the Bills-Jags, and the Panthers-Saints? We'll not, go least excited first. Not super stoked for Panthers-Saints, even though that they okay. have... To I, I mean, it is going to be in New Orleans, which is like one of the best atmospheres you can have for NFL playoff football. Yeah. Um, but you just kind of feel it coming on where you say, I think the Saints are going to kick the crap out of them. Cause the yeah, Panthers, but you know what? I want to see that. I know the Panthers are just stumbling into the playoffs. Yeah. Well, you have three teams from that division in there. And is it because they played an easier schedule? Is it because they're genuinely good teams? I think it at least shows intrigue because they've played a couple times already. So now it's at the third meeting between the two teams. The Saints have won them all. And if they can go in there and I think send notice going, hey, we're a team to be reckoned with in the NFC. Again, I don't have a ton of faith in the other teams that are playing. I mean, you've got an Eagles team that's sitting there in the one seed waiting for an opponent with Nick Foles at quarterback. Yeah. And your second place quarterback is Case Keenum. As good as the Vikings team is around him, 
it's hard to, for me to have a lot of faith. So I think the winner of these two wild card games in the NFC, I think that they can go on and be playing for the NFC title. I'd be surprised. Vikings maybe a little bit less, but I'd be very surprised to see the Eagles in the championship game. And I'd be a little bit surprised to see the Vikings there. I think the winner of your wild card games is your NFC championship matchup. Well, and this is why I'm friggin' stoked for the NFL playoffs this year is because yeah, what you're saying, the NFC is so unpredictable, yeah. but there's also on the AFC side where you have this twinge about you that the Jaguars could, I'm not going to say win, but kind of screw stuff up for you. Think about the Jaguars playing. Would you be mad if you had a Jaguars Chiefs championship game? <laughs> An AFC title game? Yeah. Yeah. Title game. It would depend on who's in the NFC side. Now, if the Rams won the NFC title game and then that was the AFC title game, Rams, I'd Jags. Go, yeah, I'm getting stoked because I think we're about to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Noticed I used the word we. we yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're, we are going to win a Super you've Bowl. You've been a fan of the Rams for a month. I think you can start using we. Of course I can. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, it's exciting on the NFC side, but really, I think one of the most intriguing things is the fact that the Vikings might play a Super Bowl in their own stadium. Yeah. Which I don't think that's ever happened. Nope. With Case Keenum at quarterback. Case Keenum is going to be the Trent Dilfer to your Baltimore Ravens Ooh, Super Bowl winning team. If you're going to replace the quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater healthy and Sam Bradford healthy, and you, you roll with Case Keenum, or do you put three quarterbacks out there? Greatest moment of the season. Winning a Super Bowl or everybody applauding Teddy Bridgewater coming back and he throws an interception on the first play. Yeah, that was, that was good. That's probably one of the funniest things I've seen it. all year. It was frigging awesome. Cause you're happy for Teddy Bridgewater. Cause that was a gruesome knee injury, but then it's like, Hey, it's back. Oh, and there's a pick all right. almost for six. Yep. Anyways, yep. AFC side, you've got the bills and the Jags that gets you excited. Do you want to, do you want to see what the Jags do in this playoff game? Cause the, the, Speaking of benching quarterbacks, Bortles. This is going to no, be- no, 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 no. What? The Bills benched Tyrod oh, Taylor yeah. in the middle of the season and still made the playoffs. No, I don't even think about the Bill. I mean, this is the most ridiculous thing ever. They made the playoffs because nobody else wanted it. The Ravens, no, because the Ravens couldn't yeah. stop the Bengals on the last be- play of the game because nobody else wanted it. And then you also have a bunch of friggin' Bills fans that are donating money to Andy Dalton's. I- and that's great. That's I mean, that's great, but at the same time... They also sent time, like 10,000 wings to, to Cincinnati. Like, how pathetic is that as a Bills fan that like you cheer about the fact that you've gotten into the playoffs, which by the way, there's no way in hell you're with... Like, you don't belong there. There's no way in hell you're going to win a divisional round game. I, there's slightly no way in hell you're going to beat the Jags at this point. You have the Patriots and the Steelers waiting for the winners <laughs> of the Chiefs-Titans and the Bills-Jaguars. It's ridiculous. The AFC uh, side, as good as the NFC side is, that's how bad the AFC side the is. The intriguing thing with the Jags is really watching the Blake Bortles situation, right? Yeah. Because if Blake Bortles can lead this team past a wild card round and even challenge in a divisional round game, you're going to look next season and say, well, do we really get rid of him? Yeah. I mean, if, if you're the Jags, do you get rid of Bortles no matter what, you think? Because he's played pretty well. Uh-huh. I don't know. They're the, they're the three seed in the a- AFC. So yeah. if they win, they'll take on the Steelers. Yeah. You got to think. And really, a Jags-Steelers matchup is a lot is a lot more intriguing than Jags-Patriots. Yeah. Because now you have a defense that's able to slow down the Steelers and an offense that really doesn't have to compete that hard against a crappy Steelers D. Would you be intrigued at all to see the Chiefs-Patriots, though? Remember this no. was a... <laughs> remember the early season game, though? 
I do. And and still, uh, the Chiefs nothing. are pretty much the Chiefs are literally a <laughs> whole different team. Them. Whole different team than they were the first six games of the season. The last four games, they look just like they did the first six. I no. There's nothing no? that involves first the Chiefs five? that gets me excited about anything in the next oh, few weeks. Man, I'm pumped about Chiefs Patriots. I don't want to see watch Walrus. A watch the Titans and Bills win. I don't want to see oh Walrus God, in the tight in the Super Bowl again. If I got to see that guy in a Super Bowl again. Oh, you, you're really taking the Chiefs over the Jags in the AFC title game? <laughs> shocked. Shocked to hear you say that. How many irresponsible. People, how many people do you think, if you were to take... So, they're not filling that stadium up today, the Jags. Or, I'm sorry, uh, tomorrow. They're not filling that stadium up. No? Whatsoever. No. Well, I just... We just had good versus evil where I we said that they were giving away tickets. They're not filling that thing up. What percentage do you think is just completely blackout drunk? <laughs> I don't know. I imagine if you live in Jacksonville, that's probably like 30% of your day anyways. Factor, factor in kids. Oh, yeah. Good call. People are going to yeah. be black out at that game. I mean, they almost got in a fight. I was just going to say that. Sheldon Rich, or wasn't it? Oh, uh, Quentin Jefferson. Quentin Jefferson. They almost got in a fight with Quentin Jefferson and they threw a beer on him. What do you yep. think they're going to do in a wild card game? Yeah. They're sure. going to be throwing jello shots from that pool. Which, by the way, I think everybody pees in it, and I'm waiting for the time we can see some dude pee in that pool. You know what I mean? How would you see it? Like they uh, put in that ink? Yeah, they got to do that. They got to put the ink in because you yeah. got to make those ink? games entertaining. Or is it just like a chemical? It's just something where if you All pee, right. it turns dark blue. I don't know. You said you think Andy Reid's really coaching for his job? Yes. If you're the Chiefs, how can you have this many seasons where you win 10 or 11 games, go to the playoffs and lose, and then not think like, eh, I think something's wrong here. Can I give you a hint? <laughs> Marvin Lewis. Ooh, you could be Marvin Lewis. That is next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. So one of the big stories going into week 17 of the NFL season was just how many coaches were going to be fired. There's a lot of teams that underperform. There's guys like Vance Joseph, Hugh Jackson, Dirk Cutter, Jay Gruden that were all on the hot seats. There's a couple teams that made the playoffs, even though their coaches probably don't deserve it in the AFC. You got, uh, you know. Example? Uh, oh, geez. Malarkey. Mike Malarkey. You go, all right, yeah. Tennessee's going to miss out. Malarkey's probably going to be gone. Safe. The other guy that we really thought was going to go was Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis has been there forever in Cincinnati. I'm convinced Marvin Lewis will die on the sideline. He has never, in 15 years, has never won a playoff game. Like he'll get he'll 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 succumb to whatever illness threatens him at 80 whatever what 86, and he'll just die on the sideline. There's no never. way this guy's ever going to get fired. Do you want to work for the Bengals or what? Hell yes, dude. Job two, security? Two-year extension. There you go. Congratulations. Look, if all I have to do every offseason is just call Andy Dalton and make sure he's going to show up to training camp on time, yeah, I can do that. And people were offering boatloads for uh, A.J. McCarron, the backup quarterback there. And so you keep a guy like that around just because he's good enough to always have a rumor over hanging over your starting quarterback. These, these Bengals, man, what on earth? earth are you doing now we were we were trying to kind of discuss because you and i had this debate right we both well i hate the chargers you love the los angeles Chargers. I, right? i've always hated the san diego chargers now who do you think and we we talked about this who do you think is kind of more of a irritating or pathetic figure 
Is it Marvin Lewis or Philip Rivers? And the only reason I put Philip Rivers out there is because I think it's a similar situation. This guy's been the quarterback for a team for like, I think 11, 12, possibly even 15 years. Uh, he's been there for 30 years. <laughs> 30. At age eight. Um, yeah. But he's been there and he has had the most incredible talent around him and has never won anything resembling a Super Bowl. I think it's much easier to put it on a coach than a quarterback. Do you really? I do. Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. He played in one, but he never won one and you wouldn't you would you would have never replaced Dan Marino. But Dan now, Marino Now Philip Rivers and Dan Marino are not the same guy. Dan Marino was beautiful, not only as a man, but the way he threw the ball yes. and he stood there in the pot. He just he was clean and, and he just, was likable. He's very ice and toner gloves. Yes. Uh, Ace Ventura. Everything about Dan Marino was just poster boy NFL quarterback, what they're supposed to look like. He had the quick release. He threw the ball in the perfect tight spiral. He's and the only white guy who could pull off a jerry curl. Yeah. Well, and he always had that tan. He wasn't white. He was tan. He was golden. Dan Marino was gold. Philip Rivers wears a bolo tie when instructed by his head coach to wear a tie. Philip Rivers is the angry dad who catches you when you get home from diddling your girlfriend in high school. Doing what now? From seeing your girlfriend in high school. Thank you. Family show. And he's drunk. Philip Rivers no. just strikes me as drunk and angry constantly. No. Yes. No. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is. Uh, he's. He's church dad. He's never drunk, but he's always angry. He's pissed off church dad. He's pissed off church dad. He's You're not. He's not angry church. drunk dad. Yeah. He's. He's. He's like. You straighten up. Like he's the guy in the pew. Mm -hmm. Like he has. He has the best whisper yell of any quarterback maybe ever. You mm -hmm. know. He's like, that's who he is. He has that. He is an angry whisper, and he's cranky all the time. He has eight kids. He might have nine by now. Is he really? Yeah, he's got a whole big pile of them. But he's angry church dad. Why would you have that many kids with that much money? You're just wasting it. No, he doesn't raise them. The wife takes care of it. He goes and plays football, and he's probably got a, a fleet of nannies. I think so. And the the older kids are now old enough to take care of the younger kids. So this begs the question then. What really does drag a team down? Is it your quarterback or is it your coach? Is Marvin Lewis really just a symptom of a team that has been trying desperately to make Andy Dalton work for years? Well, here's the question. Who's the better quarterback, Eli Manning or Phillip Rivers? Okay, why does that? I don't get that. Because Eli's got two Super Bowls, but he's got a bunch of big pile of mediocre seasons around him, but he had coaching stability, and then they kept Coughlin around long enough for him to win two Super Bowls. So you you had a better organization around you, I think, in the New York Giants. But again, and and because those guys were essentially traded, well, they were traded for one another. Yeah. So that that's why I ask if you were going to start from scratch, knowing that Eli, not knowing that Eli won two Super Bowls, right now Eli just got benched this year, and Philip Rivers was on the cusp of a playoff. Who do you want? For a while, I think he was. I take Eli Manning only because I think there's something wrong with. Philip Rivers, where he has to have the most elite talent around him to even be respectable. I'm serious, man. That guy, his whole career has been carried by having someone like Antonio Gates open constantly. Like Antonio Gates is the equivalent of what Tom Brady had in 07 with Randy Moss. Like mm. Brady would only throw for 20 up. years. Well, but Brady would throw up in triple coverage and Moss would come down with it. Philip Rivers can do that in double coverage with Antonio Gates and he keeps doing it. Yeah. Uh, to me, uh, Eli Manning has worked with worse. 
I mean, his best receiver was Plaxico Burris at one point. So what you're saying is that the Chargers yes. should trade Phillip Rivers mm-hmm. to the Bengals. Of course, okay. and get Andy Dalton. That's an awful idea. <laughs> Why? Jesus. Why is that awful? Let's throw kerosene on the fire that is the Bengals. Listen, Listen up, Bengals fans. Not only no, no, are we no. retaining Marvin no, no, no. Lewis. No, no. They're, they're, <laughs> Here comes Phillip. The inability of Phillip Rivers to win in the playoffs and the inability of Marvin Lewis to win in the playoffs will yes. cancel each other out. Two negatives make a positive. Of course. Boom. Right. And Super they'll Bowl. just ride that defense like Super they should have been for how many years? Can you imagine Philip uh, Rivers holding up a Bengals helmet and wearing a bolo tie underneath his pads as yeah. he holds up the Lombardi trophy? Can you imagine Philip Rivers throwing a pick in the last like three minutes? In no. a Bengals uniform? No, he's he's a, he's a champion. He's he's the Weird. captain. It's not hard to imagine. No, well, you the, just the bang- remember all the other times he's the done Bengals. It. The Bengals uniform is hard to imagine. I just picture him in that stupid Chargers helmet, the white one. Just jerk. Where were we going with this? Um, what do you think about the Lions firing? Because we're talking about coaches here. The whole Black Monday thing. What do you think of the okay, Lions so, firing Jim Caldwell? Well, here are the coaching vacancies. Yeah. So. Lions, Cardinals. Yeah. Cardinals is a retirement, not a firing. There's only four real firings. Yeah. And McAdoo is already fired. So you have Caldwell, you have John Fox, and you have Chuck Pagano. The Jim Caldwell one is the weirdest one to me because, I mean, he was winning. He led you to your first 11-5 and five season in franchise history. They were winning. Yes. He, has a, he has a overwhelmingly positive influence on the on the Lions. Keeping Jim Caldwell is but, the same. Remember who they had before? Remember Jim Schwartz uh, fighting Jim Harbaugh at, yeah. at the, uh, the, uh, on the logo yep. and just running after each other? That guy was not good. Jim Caldwell has nothing but, been nothing but an ambassador for your team. He's gotten them, uh, yeah, 11-5 and five season, but three winning seasons in four se- out of four years, right? And he gets fired, and meanwhile, Marvin Lewis just keeps going. I think the Lions are a less crappier version of the Browns. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, they're the only other team with a 0-16 record. They're one of the three teams that have never played for a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Never even played for it. The Browns and the Lions have been around forever. Have never even played for a Super Bowl. But the Bowl. Lions have that same kind of symptom that the of Browns have where they can't they can't stick with consistency. Like, the Browns are trying to do that right now. They can't stick with consistency. That seemed redundant. Eh. Okay. But they can't. They they don't understand that like you have to let things play out at a certain point. Like they're Jim impatient. Caldwell's, yeah, Jim Caldwell's giving you eleven win seasons, playoff appearances, and I, I understand the firing on a really base level because you say, well, we paid Matt Stafford all this money. He now has a couple weapons around him, and the defense is at least shored up. We don't have a running game. We've never had a running game. But whoa, Barry Sanders. Uh, well, okay, <laughs> I'm talking about a team. Oh, oh yeah, 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 all right, yeah, yeah. Um, but you take a look at Jim Caldwell and you think that it's somebody who I think can lead a team until you get really that ultimate piece at running back that can actually take you to the next level. I, I mean, I don't know who you hire after this. I don't know a coach that would actually take a job at Detroit who's better than Jim Caldwell. Jim Harbaugh's not going there. Is John Gruden just the the nail everybody's waiting to be? I don't think he's... No, no, but was was he the guy... That everybody's waiting for that hire to go through so now they can really decide who their coach is going to be. They're like, let's get that one out of the way. Everybody sit back and wait. And once that shoe drops, then we'll all make our coaching decision. So are you a little surprised that you haven't even heard rumors about who's going to be in in these spots? What? Oh, like I mean, these the, head coaches' vacancies? Yeah. I mean, there are rumors. 
Well, yeah, but none of them have been nearly as strong as Gruden. The Gruden one, maybe it was just because it is John Gruden. He just David, took over the news cycle. David Shaw to the Colts got pretty strong for because a while. Because of Andrew Luck. Yeah. But I don't see that being a thing that happens yeah, ever. But maybe. I, I think Jim Harbaugh is a little bit more likely, but mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it is interesting. I don't know why you'd hold out for John Gruden, though. It kind of brings us back to the whole thing of I think there's this, you know, mystique this allure about john gruden that all he does is sit in film rooms 24 7 all day and just wait for that chance xyz banana get back there how much does uh the success of sean mcveigh have an effect on the coaching searches how many how many teams are going to go young because of what you saw with the rams well, your, you, with your you, rams who do you got out there thank you who do you got out there that's as young i i think I don't know. Did you did you know the name Sean McVay? Eagles offensive coordinator, I think, is is up there. I think he's like thirty four or something. Did I know Sean McVay? No, I really didn't know him before this. So I think I think that's. It'll be interesting to see if any of these teams kind of go that direction instead of going after. Obviously, the Raiders have already done it, but Jack Del Rio seemed like a guy that was fired again because you thought you could get John Gruden. I think he was fired because they realized Jack Del Rio is a crappy coach. And his son just ugh. Luke Del Rio. Yes. What What about him? I just he he acts the, like he acts like his dad was an NFL head coach. Yeah, he's the epitome of somebody who like takes advantage of his his lot in life. I'm a quarterback, but I suck. I'm gonna go to Oregon State, but I suck there. I'm gonna go to Florida. I suck again. It's everyone else's oh, no. fault. I suck again. Hmm. Christ. That's what I was waiting for. All right. Blazers get a huge win and the Patriots dynasty is over. How do we fit that into one segment? We'll show you next. Center and Saint, 10 the fan. Here's new. For anybody curious about uh, what other talent the Chargers had, does anybody remember the 2006 season? You have to remember that Phil Rivers has been on this team for a century. God. The 2006 team that went 14 and 2 had 11 Pro Bowls. And you can't win a friggin' Super Bowl. And dude. this is defending your point that they had a ton of a talent around him. I know you pointed at Antonio Gates, but the text line, 55305, brought to you by Bridgeport Beers, wanted to know 11 dudes. Phillip Rivers, Tomlinson, their kicker, Nate Kading. You might not count him as a uh, pro bowler, but hey, if the Seahawks had a kicker, oh my gosh, did you, oh. wa- you watch last week's I, game? I don't even. No, no, real quick. But yes, it was hilarious. It was what? one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. But it was one of the best broadcast moments to ever is because you have, uh, oh, what's his name? I, I have no idea. What, no, what's the what's the uh, kicker's name, your, your buddy? I can't say it. I hate him too much. Well, why don't you say it? Blair Walsh. There we oh, go. God, that hurt. Blair yes, Walsh. Mich- it was the funniest thing ever. And I was watching it with my girlfriend, and right before they were setting up for the uh, field goal, I go, watch him miss this. And she goes, I said wait, what do you mean? What? Why do you think he's going to miss it? I go, just watch him miss it. And he misses it. And I laughed so hard. So the guy doing the game, and I can't remember who it was. I think it was, uh, oh, it doesn't matter. Blair Walsh misses a kick and they go, and you'll remember that he also missed a kick that would have beaten the Falcons, which would have given them the tiebreaker, which would have put them in the playoff. And you just kind of go, oh, yeah. He also he, missed the kick that put the Seahawks further into the playoffs even a couple of years back when he was on the Vikings. Exactly. Yes. So there yeah. seems to be a theme with that. Why guy. would you hire the guy that choked against you in the playoffs? Because he's a hot piece. 
man, what a turd that guy is. Hey, real quick, I, I know you want to get to the Blazers because no. you absolutely love them. I do, but not. Hey, Portland Blazers, Trail Blazers fans, uh, that was not a big win. That's what they're supposed to do. It was a huge win. We beat the worst team in basketball. Yeah, we'll talk next week after they beat the Spurs. <laughs> if they beat the Spurs. Yeah, right. If they do you think they're... Do you think I can't believe they avenged they had 30, that loss. They had 30 assists last, yeah. last night. I can't believe the Blazers avenged that loss that they had to yeah. the Falcons last the year Hawks. in 2017. Whatever, the Hawks. Whatever. Matter. Stupid. You know, without Damian Lillard. Yeah. Come on. Yes, of course you're going to beat the friggin' Hawks. You have Damian They're Lillard awful. back on your roster. Yeah, but you had, you had six guys scoring double figures. Pat Conte looked great. Shabazz Napier looked great. You hear the Shabazz Napier to Cleveland rumors? There are some trade rumors that are heating up. I haven't heard a lot of fans putting out uh, we should trade for Marcus Saul, which made my stomach hurt. We're planning for the future. Let's get we Marcus We need a 38-year-old center. God. No. I Let's just go to the Belichick thing. <laughs> if you because, were wondering if you're wondering how Will feels about the Blazers, it's... <laughs> let's just go to the Belichick thing. This is probably my favorite story in the past couple months. I think this is the, one of the most intriguing things. Do you think this is genuine? You love this kind of speculation things. You you are maybe the most excited person when rumors about empires empires crumbling comes out. They wrote the Seahawks uh, story lab during last off season. season. Yeah, during last off season, how they were going to fall apart and there was so much turmoil. And Richard Sherman was on the way out the door. Dude, you took that thing hook, line, and sinker. So you are probably all in. By on the way, the, that did happen. Oh, did it? Oh, that's yeah. Right. They oh, won yeah. That's right. Games that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, yep. You're right. No, it was because it, because of locker room tension is why they didn't make the playoffs. It wasn't because was their kicker sucked and most of their defense got hurt. I think it was probably some of that. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're an idiot. I mean, one of their defensive linemen almost jumped in the stands and fought a drunken Jacksonville. Yeah, a guy that they signed in week seven because they had so many injuries along their defensive front that they needed to add some peace. So they took him from the Raiders, added him to the team midseason. And then he broke his hand in the first practice and went into... But yeah, you're right. No, absolutely. Quentin Jefferson was the reason they wrote that article. You're dead on. So my question for you is, you're buying into this. Patriots are crumbling. Everybody hates everybody. They want Garoppolo back and they're going to get Brady get rid of Brady. So... ESPN's Seth Wickersham wrote an extensive article basically saying that the reason there is so much discontent within the Patriots organization are a couple factors, but most of all, and I heard him on ESPN talking the other day saying it is Jimmy Garoppolo that apparently Tom Brady was very set on getting Jimmy Garoppolo the hell out of there because he started to feel threatened by him. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo would have been franchise tagged after this year a couple more times because of the fact that you couldn't hire like a $25 million backup quarterback. It just wouldn't happen. How does that work with a franchise tag if you're a backup quarterback? Because a franchise tag, it takes the average of the top five players at your yep. position. It wouldn't do it based on backup salaries. It would do on starters. So yes, he'd be getting you would have to do that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He would get starter money for that. Being so a to, backup. So yeah. to franchise him would seem ridiculous. It would seem ridiculous, but it's the one thing that I think would have kept the Patriots alive. I think by getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, Bill Belichick had to swallow his pride and basically do what Robert Kraft told him to do. And now he realizes it and sees it that Tom Brady, which by the way, he has been regressing in the past three games. If you watch, uh, he really has, okay. dude. I mean, I know he's an MVP candidate, but there's throws he makes where you just kind of look at it and you go, he kind of looks old. 
Well, he looks at, I understand he is he's old. old. He's 41. <laughs> he is old. But this is coming from a guy who says he can beat age, who uses the TB12 method, who says, I can play at the highest level till I'm 45. Bill Belichick is in charge of player personnel. Yes. He is essentially coach, general manager. And he has done this at every single position where he jettisons a veteran and keeps a younger guy to keep this train moving. Yep. Does it all the time. Even when he gets young, talented guys that are kind of malcontents and don't want to go with the way he coaches football, he lets them go. Yes. The stories about Tom Brady being upset with not getting enough praise. He hasn't been named player of the week. He's an MVP candidate. Patriot of the week. Hasn't been Patriot of the week all year. Yeah. Seth Wickersham wrote the Seahawks article, by the way. That's the reason I brought it up. It wasn't just so I could mention Seahawks on the air because I love them so much. Yes. But Seth Wickersham likes to dig in and just kind of go, all right, here's a little seed. Let me elaborate on something that I don't think is a big deal. Tom Brady and the Patriots are set up to win their, what, sixth Super Bowl? Go to their eighth? That's a pretty damn impressive run and the idea that Robert Kraft would want to have some loyalty to the guy that has made the Patriots one of the models of efficiency and proficiency in all of sports and selflessness well not necessarily selflessness but oh it's I, but again this is kind of the battle right you're talking about everything from, they've done in from the an past. own from an owner's standpoint though Robert Kraft is admired because of the way he lets so I, I wouldn't yes. put I wouldn't give him the selflessness title is what I'm saying he wants to be loyal to his guy which is Tom Brady who he's probably become great friends with and who has made them who they are here's the battle though that Robert Kraft is having and this is I think what centers around this whole Patriot story is that Robert Kraft has to contend with one guy who's Tom Brady, who says, I want to keep things like they are. I'm going to play till I'm 45. Yep. I'm completely confident of it. We can keep going to Super Bowls. You don't need Jimmy Garoppolo. You don't need to spend this money. You have the polar opposite in Bill Belichick, who is the most selfless guy ever there you go. because he does this. He says, I don't focus on what you can do for me in the long run or what you have done for me. I focus on what you can do for me right now. It's yep. been proof with LeGarrette Blunt, who... I think been on and off the team like five times. <laughs> yeah. um, I, and then the, um, who is it? The, uh, James Harrison. Yeah. They freaking picked up James Harrison for no damn reason other than, dude, we need to know what the, the Steelers We'd love do. to have a scouting report Once from inside the, the building. How long have you been there? Game. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. Listen, it's, it's a brilliant model. I believe that there is some truth to the idea that Belichick wanted to keep Garoppolo because that's in his yes. DNA. But I think anybody can see that just by based on how long they held on to him. And the idea that he gave him up for nothing going to San Francisco. Second to, round pick. To me, it felt like they went, all right, are you guys going to release Brian Hoyer so I can have one of my backup quarterbacks back because I need a backup quarterback? They said yes. They picked him up almost immediately. It almost felt like a trade for Hoyer plus a second-round pick, it, at least in my mind. And I could be wrong about that. But to me, I think it confirms what w Wicker Sham was talking about in the article, which is that Robert Kraft forced his hand. He yeah. said, you got to do this. You got to get – why the hell would Bill Belichick give away Jimmy Garoppolo? Because who, he's not going to franchise tag him. Tom Brady has but played well enough get, for one more year. But why wouldn't you get more? Remember, weren't the Browns offering even more than that? Yeah, but again, do they have a viable backup quarterback? Because because what would have happened if they would have released Brady? Okay, and he or I'm sorry, Garoppolo and Brady got hurt the next week. If they would have released, they Brady. Re they already got rid of Jacoby right. Brissett. Okay. Yes. Because he went to uh, Indianapolis, and you get rid of Garoppolo, you don't have a backup quarterback that knows your system. I honestly think that it was part of the the trade was you called him up and go, hey, 
you guys won't have room for another quarterback. Will you release? Because then they can get Brian Hoyer for less money. They don't have to pay what he's being paid in San Francisco. They essentially get him for nothing. So I think it was a shrewd move. And a lot of people overlooked that. But Brian Hoyer had been a backup quarterback in New England for a lot of years. That's just I, I, I don't think that Bill Belichick's moving a guy who he sees as a future franchise guy, which, by the way, if you've watched 49er games, Jimmy Garoppolo is a friggin' beast. Yep. That dude is he a looks quarterback legit. of the future. He looks sure. really legit. I don't think he's letting Garoppolo go for that much just so he can free up Brian Hoyer. Bill Belichick is quarterback, though. But Bill Belichick is all about either the right now. About what right can you now, do? Yeah, exactly. Or what I can do in the future that can help me out. I think Belichick's going to retire at some point here pretty damn well, soon. Okay, so and th- I think that, he wants to leave the legacy in good hands. Yeah, but the, see, that's my question right there. Is I think that this proves the the opposite of that, which is that Bill Belichick wants to stay long term. If there's genuine strife in paradise, and and you know Camelot is burning, and Tom Brady isn't happy with Bill Belichick, who has isn't happy with Robert Kraft, who isn't happy with Bill Belichick, and you have all of these guys kind of feuding, and you've got this creepy doctor somewhere in there that's making everybody kind of a little creeped out. If that's the case that Bill Belichick is standing on the way that he does things, to me, if that's true, that proves that he wants to stay long beyond the time that Tom Brady retires. Whether that's next year or in five years, Bill Belichick wants to keep coaching. There's nothing he loves more than football, and he wants to he wants to prove I think he wants to prove he can win without Tom Brady. Uh, this all relates back to, again, a poll that we had at the start of the show at our Twitter handle, Center Saint 1080 If you are starting an NFL franchise today and you could have one of these Jamokes, is that right? Yeah, Jamoke. As your centerpiece, who would you take? We had uh, 5% for Tommy, 5% for Robert Kraft, plus his hot piece, which if you haven't looked at his wife yet, she's a hot piece. Uh, girlfriend, right? Uh, 10% creepy TB12 quote unquote doctor who I think his name's Alex Moresmo or something. Doesn't matter. Uh, and then 80% overwhelmingly the hoodie. Yeah. Everybody, Bill Belichick is the, the sharpest mind in football. He still wants to win. And I think he's setting up. I think he genuinely wants to prove that he's the greatest coach of all time. And the best way to do that is win one without your quarterback. (sighs) I don't know about that. If Tom Brady left and the next year or within the next three years, Belichick won a Super Bowl. With Brian Hoyer. Whoever. With whoever. Well, the whole argument here is that he wanted to do it with Jimmy Garoppolo. We're getting and he into the he could. whole debate about then who makes the man. Is it Brady who makes Belichick or is it Belichick that makes Brady? Uh, there's one way to prove it. Uh, I, and that's to win without him. I think he knew there was something with Jimmy G. I that's what I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. He wanted to keep if 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 everything we're hearing from Seth Wickersham is true, he wanted to keep Jimmy Garoppolo because he wanted to win more Super Bowls without Tom Brady. That makes him the man and Tom Brady the the beneficiary, right? So I yes. think that's what he wanted to prove. Also, really funny part about that story, they locked Jimmy Garoppolo out of the T B twelve center. <laughs> yes. I with his like hurt that. shoulder. And I no, can no, just see that hurt. scene. Tom okay. Brady's like, keep him hurt. Yeah. With him and his little cast knocking on the door and calling them. Uh, you guys, I'm here. He had to call Russell Wilson for nano bubbles. Oh, God. It's wild card weekend in the NFL. We will tell you who will win every game. Next, it's Crystal Balls. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Our official new theme song for the show is the underwater version of Grand Funk Railroad, some kind of wonderful. The some the sci-fi version of it. Outer space or underwater? 
Speaking of sci-fi, we had a poll earlier this morning. In your opinion, what is the greatest sci-fi movie of all time? Coming in at 6% was Battlefield Earth. Not surprisingly. Huh. Didn't win? John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982 got 9%. Blade Runner got 20%. The overwhelming winner, 65% Alien with Sigourney Weaver. I wonder if you threw Star Trek Alien and Star Wars on there, what would happen? We got a couple Star Wars write-ins. Yeah, I figured that. I, I mean, really not- consider Star Wars a, a science fiction movie, though. It's a space opera. Yeah. It's like an action movie. In fact, it's, it doesn't even have a category. It's just, it's Star Wars. Yeah, it's a standalone. That's yeah. why we didn't put it in there. That's why. That's why. That's why Battlefield Earth beat it out. So when I was a kid, I used to root for the Washington State Cougars, and we've been having this conversation off air most of today about college football versus the NFL, and I considered myself much more of an NFL fan, and you say it's because I don't have a team. I yes. used to root for the Cougars when I was a kid. About high school, I kind of, my my allegiance kind of waned and after high school it kind of disappeared altogether just because anybody I knew that went to Washington State was so gung-ho about Washington State I could not match their enthusiasm and uh to be quite honest I found it a little bit annoying Mm. and now here's a text line from a Coug fan that justifies my standing with not having a college football team the Patriots will draft Luke Falk in the second round this year and Belichick will win a Super Bowl with him in three years go Cougs it's a hot take. No, it's not stupid. And I hate it. That's a that's a lukewarm soup and a uh, an old <laughs> pan take. A quarterback's gonna be awesome. Luke Falk, listen, the guy who listen uh, Belichick didn't he have the greatest Coug quarterback of all time and not win a Super Bowl with him? No, because Luke Falk hasn't gone to the league yet. Yeah, Luke I Falk. Guess that was, that, like, was uh, that was the oh the two Bills. There's that thirty for thirty coming out for the two Bills. Yeah. Bill Parcells. Parcells had Drew Bledsoe. Luke. Luke Falk looks like he's been on Jenny Craig for a couple of years. Like he needs to gain some weight. And then Belichick had Drew Bledsoe and they didn't win Super Bowl. Time. No. Luke. Well, he did win a Super Bowl, technically. Bledsoe won a Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> Am I wrong about that? He was on yep. the sideline. Yep. 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 He's yep. Oh. Yep. <sighs> All right. Hey, uh, do you want to do some picks? Sure. Okay. All right. Okay. Excited about this? Here we go. All right. Chronologically. This game sucks. <laughs> Sorry. Here's your first game. Uh, Chiefs-Titans. Yeah, give me the Chiefs. Ugh. God, it's just going to be awful, isn't it? What's the spread on that? Uh, let's see. You put it in here. What do you got? No, oh, you didn't. didn't. Why didn't you put it on the sheet? Now I gotta go that's to not the- my job. Yes, it is. No, this is Belichick. Do your job. <laughs> I do my job. I put all the sound in here. Do your stupid... Do your job. I put in the underwater I Grand think Funk Railroad. Thank you. Eight and a half for Kansas City. Eight and a half. Yeah, I'll take the points with it, too. There's no way in hell that Marcus Mariota is going to be able to stand unscathed in the first half of this game. The Chiefs are going to win by 50 in this game. They're going to put in Patrick Mahomes late in the game, and you're <laughs> going to say that he was replaced, but it'll be because they don't need Alex Smith in the fourth quarter. They're going to rest their starters at the end of the game. That's how bad it's going to be. But the good thing that will come out of it, it was it will create some hype for next week's game when they take on the Chiefs, or the Patriots. The, the Chiefs, Chiefs against Chiefs, the Chiefs. Chiefs take on the Patriots. That's right. some foreshadowing. Let's go that. to my Rams. Falcons at Rams. Rams, five and a half points. This one I'm iffy about because, again, we go back to the whole debate. Experience versus flash. I want to take the Rams here, but I have a feeling that the Falcons might 
pull the quote-unquote upset. What about the home field advantage? The Coliseum's going to be packed to the gills if the gills are... I'm going to take the Falcons, but... Uh, I'm. It's hard for me to do that when I'm such a huge fan of my team. See, this is what you're doing. You jumped on the bandwagon, then you went selfish, so you can root for them without any guilt. I like to win. win. I think the Rams are going to win this game. I, 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 the Rams' biggest game of the year, I watched the closest, and that was a game against the Seahawks, and they killed them. Todd Dude. Gurley is a beast. Well, now, hold on now. Rams-Cowboys, that was close. I think they had a deficit from 20. They were freaking down by 20 at halftime. They came back. That was a freaking amazing game. I didn't say it was their best game. I said it was their biggest game because that was for the division. The, the Seahawks would have taken control of the division. The, the Rams absolutely stomped in that True. game. Their defense, their pass rush is ridiculous. Their, Todd Gurley is the man. Uh, he'll pro- I hope he wins MVP. He should. Bills at Jaguars. Jags, eight and a half points. Give me the Jags. If they were playing anybody else, I would pick against them. I have yeah, no faith in the, the Bills. I, uh, fair point. Uh, I do want to point this out. I pointed out early in the week on Twitter. Uh, this is Stephen Hauschka for the Bills. Uh, his sixth straight playoff appearance. <clears throat> I just thought I'd throw that out there. Final game is 140 on Fox on Sunday. It is the Panthers at the Saints. Are you taking the road team in this one as well? They never say you can beat the same team three times. Even though the Saints have beat the Panthers twice this season, I'm going to take the Saints um, Cam Newton, I don't know. If you get him to start running, he'll either get hurt or start throwing picks. I'll take the Saints. Alvin Kamara is a man, and he's fun to watch. A running game supporting Drew Brees and the passing offense. I think the Saints might be playing in the Super Bowl this year. That means they have to be the Panthers. There you have it, kids. Hey, enjoy NFL Wild Card Weekend. Enjoy the National Championship game. Who you got in that? Bama. Bama. Bama, Bama. All right, Bama's your national championship, which will fuel the debate. Non-conference champion. Lost to UCF. I'm buying my UCF t-shirt. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you next weekend. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Why don't we just wait here for a little while? See what happens. It's already been addressed. Seattle. No catch. Okay. Christ. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.